Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast from Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. My name is Phil Gursky, President of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting, and this is episode number six in this podcast series. For those of you who have been following me for quite some time, you know that most of the work that I do, most of the commentary that I do, involves terrorism or violent extremism. On some occasions, I stray into areas of intelligence because I did work in intelligence for 32 years in Canada and uh, less frequently into other matters that involve national security. Well, as it turns out, this podcast is squarely in the other category. It's not something I plan to do very often, but there are two stories that I read this morning in the Globe and Mail, which is bills itself as Canada's newspaper, that struck me as important for Canadians when it comes to national security. The first story, they're both on the same page in the Globe and Mail, talks about a move by China, the People's Republic of China, to recruit and train quote-unquote volunteers to help ensure the safety of their citizens living in Canada. And the second story refers to a Supreme Court of Canada decision that grants citizenship to two sons who were born to two Russians who were spying in Canada a number of years ago. Well, let's, let's talk about this from the perspective of what this means for national security. Uh, let's start with China. So this decision by the Chinese is apparently they're concerned about the rights or the safety of their citizens in Canada. Oh, and by the way, uh, for China, uh, any Chinese citizen, whether they're a Canadian citizen or not, is often considered to be Chinese, which I don't think most nations think that way, but certainly this is the way that China does. This decision obviously has to be taken into the context of the current status of Canada-China relations, which are, well, not good. Uh, Canada arrested the chief financial officer of Huawei, Ming Wanzhou, last December, a year ago, and China reciprocated with the completely illegal and unnecessary arrest of two Canadians that are still being held in, in China, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor. And so this is sort of a tit for tat between the two countries. Canada, of course, has also expressed concern about the situation of Uyghurs in northwestern Xinjiang province and has expressed support for Hong Kong protesters. So this appears to me to be a another example of China, Chinese overreach, Chinese sending a message that uh, you don't mess with us or else we can mess with you. What concerns me more though is the reaction by certain people in Canada to this move by the Chinese. For example, uh, Charles Burton, who is an associate professor of political science at Brock University, says it, he has it right when he says that the program would probably in fact include monitoring and reporting to China via the embassy, and this should be of great concern to Canada. And he says, and I quote, this program would play into the PRC rhetoric that Canada is a dangerous and hostile place for persons from China, and therefore they should identify with China and seek protection from the PRC. Some other academics have taken a position, such as Philip Calvert, who's from the China Institute at the University of Alberta, who says that this is normal, that China's just looking out for its citizens. And another professor from UBC, University of British Columbia, Wenran Jiang, says that this is uh, okay because Chinese, Chinese uh, consular services are thin on the ground and this is a normal behavior. I find this really hard to believe that in 2019, almost 2020, 
given what we know about Chinese spying abroad, Chinese interference, Chinese stealing of, t of trade secrets and technology, Chinese massive human rights violations in their own country in Xinjiang, and probable future interference in Hong Kong, that we can take any Chinese moves, move as being normal. And when I hear academics coming out in favor of what China's trying to do, I, I get really worried because for many, and in many cases, rightly so, academics are seen as experts. They're seen as people to whom we turn to for advice. But in the case of any academic supporting Chinese moves in Canada today, I would, um, well, hesitantly use the term useful idiot, which was Joseph Stalin's term for anybody in the West that thought the Soviet Union was a good idea uh, to, to frame these academics. I, I think that they're very naive and that their support of China is not helpful at this time of very strained relations. Moving on to the Russia case, this also strikes me as a as a terrible, terrible court decision by the Supreme Court to grant citizenship to these two young men who were born in Canada to Russian spies who were are obviously here illegally and in fact who had been uh, thrown out of the country because of their activity. Now normally in international law and Canadian law, Anyone who's born to a serving diplomat is not considered to be a Canadian citizen. In other words, you're here on the country temporarily, you are in the service of a foreign land, and your children do not gain citizenship. So for the Supreme Court to somehow rule that the sons of Russian spies who were not officially here on diplomatically, well, does because they were spies and they're not going to out themselves to CSIS and the RCMP, the security service and law enforcement respectively just smacks of the same naivete and the same case of useful idiots this is this is a terrible decision it opens the door to all kinds of other things down the road and what message are we giving as canadians it's okay to come and spy with us because you know what uh if your kids are born here we'll just treat them as canadians now look at i i'm not a legal expert i'm not a russia expert i'm not a china expert I want to say that my opinions today are strictly personal ones based on my reaction to these two stories in the newspaper. I certainly don't think I speak with any degree of authority on these issues, unlike on terrorism, where I do have significant experience both as a practitioner and as an author. So please feel free to, to criticize me for these positions when you provide your feedback. But I'd like to hear from average Canadians on, on our, you know, is our government doing things, whether it's through the court system or through the, uh, the the party in power, whereby we are essentially accepting and saying yes to things that are injurious to national security. I think the, the answer is yes. I don't think that we should be granting China any benefits on, on our soil because they're not doing anything for us in China. In fact, they're taking things away. Similarly, I don't think Canada should ever recognize the offspring of foreign spies who are here against our interests. They're not our friends. They're here to do us damage. And to turn around and say it's okay that your kids here will gain citizenship this is a is a this is an incredibly bad judicial decision so let me know what you think uh, am i off base here um the law is the law after all sometimes they say the law is an ass maybe this would call for a change in the law i'm really curious and i'd also encourage you to subscribe to borealisthreatrisk.com there's lots of content there both written audio and video love to hear what you think about the podcast and about the blogs the, the Today in Terrorism feature that I'll be going uh, finishing up sometime late next year. Other shorter pieces or longer pieces that I put on there. So you can reach me at www.borealisthreatenrest.com. 
You can contact me on Twitter at Borealis Saves, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, or anywhere else where these podcasts appear on social media. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Love to hear from you. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe.